there was um, a lyric that just struck my heart. And so it says this, the whole world gives back in song, which now the angels sing. And so we're a part of that makeup of the creation of God for God to come before him and give back what is already resounding around the throne. So I just wanted to invite us into a moment of worship, of prayer, in song, to turn this beautiful lyric that we've been singing into a hope and heart before our Lord. Last night our children just came and said to us, He is King. He is Christ. He is the Lord of Lords and He is He is the Almighty. He is our Messiah and yet He is the I Am. He is the love and as we have talked through the Advent season, He is the Prince of Peace and of that peace there is no end. Glory to God in the highest. He is Adonai and Savior. Praise the Lord. He is resurrection and life. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And yet, in the midst of this mess, he is our counselor. He is Jehovah. He is redeemer. He is rock. He is wonderful. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Omega and the bread of life. And he is the everlasting Father. Alleluia. We just sing this, not as a Christmas chorus, but as a song of prayer and praise and worship to our King. We'll We'll praise your name forever. We'll praise your name forever. Today has been such a sweet service for me. I don't know where you've landed in the spectrum, but I have so enjoyed the privilege of worshiping Christ on Christmas morning and just being able to come and see who he is. And I have thoroughly loved watching Mitch pick the strings off of his guitar. Thank you guys for just leading us in worship, and we're not done, and that's what's so glorious. Uh, Last night, we celebrated as a church family carols and candles. Today, we celebrate carols and communion. If you were here last night, it's a similar message, so you can um, hear it again and come and see again. But um, we—I just want to read a simple scripture and lead us 
into a moment of communion as we remember and reflect, even as we rejoice in the fact that the Word has put on flesh and come and dwelt among us. And I, I love that uh, picture that the Word has put on flesh and come and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory that is one of, from the one and only, is from the Father through the Son. And that glory that we are seeing and experiencing and tasting and what is maybe elevating our hearts into the heavenlies is this, that as we see Jesus, we are filled as He is with grace and with truth. And so as you're singing, Lord, we'll sing your anthems forever. You're singing of the grace and the truth of God and your heart is connected and resonating with the goodness of Christ. So come and see. I, I gather that from a very simple statement or question or really thought in the John, the first chapter, verse 46, it says these words, um, Nathaniel and Philip are having a dialogue and they're talking with one another. And Philip says, there's this one that's been prophesied about. We're kind of celebrating him today. Um, but we hopefully we've known about him before today, but we're celebrating right now. But at that point, Philip's saying this, this Messiah, this King of glory, the one that has been prophesied, we should, we should go together because I'm following him, Nathaniel, and I want you to come and see him. And Nathaniel's answer is this, by the way, he's over in Nazareth, Nathaniel, and let's go see him. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I love this simple statement that Philip said, and it should be our statement as people of this, this word that has become flesh. Here, Philip, I have a simple thought for you. Come and see. I want you to come and experience what it looks like for the Lord to come and to pitch a tent among us. And so, uh, Nathaniel, as you are absolutely skeptical and you wonder if anything could come out of Nazareth, here's all I would say to you. Come and see what it looks like for Jesus to pitch a tent among people. And I know our church body is scattered all over this morning doing various things and traveling to various places, but I long for this even as there's this remnant of us in this room for us to be able to look at this city as many in this city are skeptical about the one we're singing about today to be able to say to them, I know you have skeptic thoughts about this Messiah and I know I probably can't answer every one of them. So come and see. Come and live among us. Come and walk among us and see the majesty and the wonder of the living God. That was, that was the beauty of which um, Philip invited Nathaniel. And you'll hear of the experience of Nathaniel in, the, in a moment. I, I love this idea. I jotted down thoughts and, and wonderings that I had of God. What does it look like when you pitch a tent among people? And I don't have to look out at other stories to come up with events. I just, I wonder what it looks like for families this morning who I watch come and go from our offices. And there was a group of our body of believers who felt this beautiful thing of saying, I, I don't know that I can provide every gift for you, but I believe that um, we should provide many resources for you to eat. And so on Christmas Day, there are families that are gathering around tables that on Tuesday of this week did not have food. And on Tuesday afternoon of this week, they walked home with bucket loads of food. And I wonder what it looks like for them to see Jesus pitched a, pitching a tent among them. I mean, I think we just looked at this city and said, come and see. This is 
what it looks like to eat on Christmas Day. Praise the Lord, we gather. Come and see the beautiful name of Jesus. I, I wonder what's going on in this precious little boy who I met two weeks ago as I went to the Christmas party at the children's home. I'm wondering what's going on with him right now. And for the last two weeks, I've been praying the favor of God upon him as I went and toured his home. And he so proudly showed us his room. And I so boastfully said, I love his pillow. And he came back to me 10 minutes later and said, I want you to have this. I wonder what it's like with the generosity of the heart of our God, meeting the generosity of a sweet little homeless boy who lives in a foster home who would give away his greatest treasure to some weird guy walking through thinking it's wonderful. I want to come and see what's going on with him this morning as he celebrates this beautiful story of the living God. I want to see and experience this 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 joy of Christ on a lady that is essentially a part of this church and yet most of you have never met her. See, she comes by and worships with us, if you would call it that, on weekdays. She's a brilliant lady. She is a beautiful lady. She is a significant lady. She is, again, a brilliant lady. Her mind is amazing. Her, some, of, some of her capacities to piece things together are not so much. And so we have the privilege of ministering to her on a regular basis on week after week after week. And I had one of the most sacred moments. In fact, Camille Wheeler wrote me a note this week and she said, I know that this strikes your heart and I just want you to know, and I, I will not share her name, but I, I want you to know what she just did. And I felt like I was in a biblical encounter as I just think about this Christmas season and what it looks like to dwell with Jesus because she came and said, I am so thankful for this church and I'm so thankful for the way you love me. I'm so thankful for the, the care. And um, I have met her as far away as Chick-fil-A Town Center and as close as Starbucks across the street and of course around our offices on a regular basis. She is all over the city, but I love what she brought for us. She brought for us and she wrote very specifically, here is my name, here is my address, but it's old because she's no longer has an address. And she has listed out every coin that was in this envelope. And she just said, I want to give $2.38 to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. By the way, this isn't a big push to give to the church. That's not coming next. This is just what it looks like when you live with open hands because you have experienced the king. And you just say, you should come and see what it looks like because I am, I am feeling like I'm in the story of the, of the widow's might who had nothing and yet had everything. And so can I, just, can I just show you what it means, Nathaniel, to experience Jesus? I, I want to invite you to come and see what hope resplendent looks like, what joy abounding looks like, what love that is beyond our imagination and incomprehensible looks like, what the hope of Christ that will never disappoint us looks like. It looks like Jesus. And we come and we celebrate Jesus today. And Philip didn't say, I want to convince you with what I am or who I am. I want to convince you by a hundred prophecies. Here's what I want to do, Nathaniel. I want you to get to Jesus. And I think you'll get there with me. And I, I want that to be the collective response of Christmas for us is that we have already seen the goodness of Christ and we're looking at others and say, come on, come on, come on. You must see him. I believe in doing so, lives will be transformed. The imprisoned will be freed. 
the addicted will be no more. The marriage will be restored. And hearts will be completely unhinged. And for every one of those I just read generically, I can tell you stories of what God is doing in his grace. As I thought about this idea of Nathaniel and his skepticism saying, hearing from Philip, come and see. I, I thought, Lord, I, I, I see you. I, I had a meal last Sunday with one of the most joy-filled families that I have met. You want to see Jesus sit down with one of our congregations on campus and start dialoguing with them about the four years that they spent separated from one another. About the father being able to gather his papers first and then the wife second and then the two sons sitting at the table and they're translating our conversation because they're already speaking English at this point and they're telling us this story and then the jubilation as they spent four years apart as they look at me and say this is the best Christmas that we will have because the gift of God's grace has woven us together once again as a family and we will do nothing but lift up his name. That is the picture of come and see what it looks like of the glory of God to abound among us and they worship on our campus and with us as a faith community just upstairs in a different language. Come and see the faithfulness of our God. If you, I love looking at John's face this morning and just thinking, come and see. And I, I, um, I went four years ago to Cabaret, Haiti. And we, by the way, had this beautiful, hello, we have another friend from Cabaret here this morning. We have three beautiful families from Cabaret that live here and that are worshiping with us now. This is so cool. They were here last night. And I went to Cabaret four years ago and I, I stood on top of a, or I didn't stand. I listened as I went to sleep every night I was on top of a mountain. A couple of mountains over, I listened to um, voodoo drums played all night, throughout the day. Four years ago, that was my experience. And then this extraordinary encounter happened about two years ago as Mike over and over, our missionary there, just kept sharing Jesus with the lead priest of that region and kept sharing Jesus. And I went one a trip about two years ago and I said, I don't, I don't get it, Mike, where are the drums? And he said, oh, we led the drummer to Jesus. That was so awesome. But you want to come and see? Come and see right now what was going on last night and what's going on this morning on a mountaintop because no longer are there drums beating, but there are heavenly voices being lifted to the Savior as our church gathered here in worship and out of our gathering here in worship, we built a house of worship on top of the same hill. So what cascades down the hills is this. Jesus is the King of glory. Come and see. I I want to invite you in. Merry Christmas to that reality and beauty. Maybe we ask this question, and it's a more potent question. It's a question. In fact, I don't want to even get to that question yet, Dr. Dan. I don't want to leave this. I still have mystery right now because today's the day. Although it's a global deal, so it's, it's today all over the planet for about a couple of days. But on some parts of Asia, they've been opening boxes that your group had a passion for and several thousand boxes. Don't you want to be a a part of the economy of God? Uh, The answer should be yes, easy to that. All of you should be going, yes, amen. But don't you want to stand in the heavenly realms and say, I don't know what happened as we distributed a couple of thousand boxes that went global. And I'm praying for us as a church that we double that next year. But I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I wonder who we will see because we have already come and seen. 
I wonder what is happening as these boxes are opened globally. So I have this mystery like Nathaniel sitting around saying, Oh God, I want to experience your goodness. I am skeptical at times. In fact, my skepticism runs so deep. I don't ask, Lord, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I ask, unfortunately, questions like this. And I would imagine if any of you are like me, you ask this question, God, can anything good come out of Mandarin? And I think that's too impersonal. Can anything good come out of Mark Siegel? Can anything good come out of my circumstances, my situation, where I am? I feel like Nathaniel brought a lot to the table. Much of the story in a single verse we read in John 1 to 46 chapter is untold, but he's like all of us. He has a backstory. I know that I sit around so often thinking, You know, Lord, I I think that you have given me this gift and I have been singing about it a little bit this morning. You know, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, joy to the world. And God, at this Christmas, would you do something with this gift that you've given me? I don't, you know, I I don't have much. I'm pretty skeptical. I would like to identify with our pastor and think that my life is a global impacting life, but I'm not even sure that I'm impacting myself, much less some hill in another country. I would like to do better, be better, do something stronger, be more. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Thank you for this. Could I be something more? And I think Jesus looks at all of us Nathaniels in the room and he says, what I would want you to know, Mark, is that while that gift of rescue and salvation that I have given you and the gift of Christ that I have given you, it is a gift that is in you and it's the hope of glory. And Mark, I would want you to know that I don't need you to do or be. I just need you to rest in this truth that I have adopted you as a son, that I have redeemed and rescued and restored you, that I have marked you in the spirit, that I have gifted you with my presence, that I have forgiven you and that I have written your name in the Lamb's book of life. I think a lot of times we look at this gift and think, what do I have to bring to the table? And the Lord looks and says to us, this is what I am bringing to the table. And I just would want you to know that as you stand like Nathaniel thinking, is there anything that good that could come out of me? I think the Lord is looking at you and saying, what you're holding in your hands is not all that you have. And in fact, I love Operation Christmas Child. I thought I would just show you a picture of how Jesus sees us. Maybe it's coming up on the screen right now because he's looking and saying, you think you have this little gift. And what I want to tell you, according to Ephesians, the first chapter around verse four is this, that I have blessed you in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You should come and see the goodness of the Lord. You think you think, Mark, you hold this little gift and yet you hold this treasure in a jar of clay made up of who you are and all of your flaws and all of your brokenness and yet it is made up of all of me and I am, Mark, pouring out my life and I'm pouring it into you and I just want to tell you, Merry Christmas. Come and see that Christ has come and 
liberated and he is liberating. And I love this truth. And I would close with this truth and invite you to celebrate the resurrected Christ as we come to communion table. In John, the first chapter, he said to him, come and see. Philip answered him after he did come and he was able to see. You, teacher, are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And this was his experience according to Jesus' words. Jesus says, here's what I am going to favor you with. Out of your confession, you are going to see, truly, truly, verily, I say to you, you will see heaven open up. What an extraordinary gift. You are going to see heaven open up. You will see angels ascending and descending and rejoicing over the Lord. The song of heaven will become your song. And you will sing with that song. And this meager gift will manifest itself and multiply itself. And you will come and see who you are because you have seen me. And I am in you. And that is hope of glory. Praise the Lord. God Almighty. And so I don't know what you came in hoping for on this Christmas. I don't know what gifts you were shooting for. But in Christ, I invite you to come and see. And according to Jesus, as you experience him, you'll cry out, you're the king of glory. You're the son of God. And he'll, he'll look at you and say, Nathaniels, Mark, angels, they're ascending and descending. And they are crying out of the goodness of the Lord. And I am opening heaven right now for you to see this. And I want you to live walking this earth, seeing that and walking here. And fleshing that out on this planet. And the mountains as a result in other lands will halt beating false god drums and will lift the name of Jesus. And gospel boxes will be opened around the globe and the name of Christ will be unveiled for the very first time. And only the creativity of our Lord in his work through us will be the limitless wonder of what we will see, perceive, and experience. For that, we come to a table to say, thank you, Lord. You are the light of the world. Jesus said to us, after he entered the world and gave his life for us, in the in-between, he said, I want you to come, guys, and I want you to reflect and remember. And I cannot think of a better day than Christmas Day to share in communion together, to look backward at the babe who put on flesh, who bore a cross, who left a tomb, and who is resurrected and lives within, to come and remember and reflect the goodness of our Lord. And so we come in closing this service, closing around the holiest of nights, the most majestic of saviors, and remembering him. So can I invite you as we close this service celebrating in communion? Would you come? Would you see him for who he is? 
Would you worship him? This, this is how. He says, look, I want you to simply turn and lift your heart to me and say, God, would you study my heart, my life, my core, and would you be within me all that you desire and deem? Our communion table is an open table, meaning this, that all who are in this room who are in Christ have come into relationship with him are welcome at this table. After I pray, some of our men are going to pass a plate. And if you would just simply take a small cup and a piece of bread at the end of the distribution of these plates, we will together as one, as a close of this service, partake of the remembrance of the body and the blood of Jesus. Jesus, we're Nathaniels in this room. I would imagine that we're still skeptical, many of us, and that there is your wonder. And so God, in the holiest of moments, in the holiest of worship, we come to you in song and in remembrance. Jesus, allow us to see the heavens open in the next few moments. Angels ascending and descending. Those that heard that prayer and even remained skeptical, I pray for the Spirit of God to be a Philip and to ask us again, come and see. It's happening. It's holy. His name is Jesus. So as we remember you, we worship in the holiest of days. Amen.